Look, we have a lot of fun here, talking about all kinds of dumb stuff, but we at the Tangentic Podcast do realize that some of the content we talk about may not be appropriate for all audiences. This is a mature, targeted podcast. All right, welcome to the Tangentic Podcast, and uh, we are up to episode nine now. Episode nine, we're almost in double figures. That is crazy. Um, so I'm pretty happy that we've got this far. Now, right before we started recording today, we had a little discussion about Jurassic World, and uh, while Swoosh and myself... Uh, very, very excited for it. Um, Seth had something else to say about it. So let's listen in to our... Give us the dinosaurs! Yeah, so... uh, no. See, he... my problem was that you were like, you're dinosaur guys and I'm not. One, go suck a dick. I was all about <laughs> dinosaurs. You're a fucking moron. Two, I love the Jurassic Park franchise. It's fucking great. The first movie still holds up massively well. Absolutely love it. My problem with the new one is because the last movie sucked a big fat dick. What, as in Fallen Kingdom? You mean Fallen Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. So let's take the big mega scary raptor and shrink it. Yeah. Well, I mean, It yeah. was dumb. It was an absolute retread. It was not a good movie. And... Oh, we knew the second they resurrected this franchise was mostly a money grab. But all I care about is we slowly make our way to Dino Riders, and that's all I want. I know, right? And, I mean, hey, if this is the hidden way they're prepping for that, go nuts. But I just I cannot be excited when it's like you had a lot of momentum going into this franchise off of the first one, and then you just decided to squander it so hard and murder its momentum. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea of dinosaurs out in the wild. I do find it odd that we're in a snow area with what is generally considered to be a reptile. But whatever. We'll, uh, hopefully they'll well, have I, something in the movie about it. Yada, yada, yada. That's fine. They have feathers I think now. It's more, I, know, I think right? it's more open world now. So I think we're going to see all of the, all of the different environments. Um, of course... You know, yeah. you've got those deadly, those deadly new mutant dinosaurs. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, hundred, I, I, hundred percent agree with you that it's a cash grab. Now, it does not make me love it any less. Yeah, no, I, I'm in it just for the murder. Like, just giant lizards chomping on peeps. I'm they can okay have my money. That. Like, have it. Have, have all my money. No, yeah, I'm absolutely in for all that same stuff. It's just whether or not it's going to be any yeah. good. Because I was in for all that same stuff on the last movie, and none of it was good. It's the same for me with, like, the Aliens franchise, where it's like, I, I'm probably going to, like, hate this movie, but you're taking my money either way. You just, I'm going to have They always get my money. It's not fair. <laughs> I have... I, I right? am the biggest fan on this podcast. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, I have the exoskeleton of the Xenomorph tattooed down one arm. I am absolutely a giant whore for the Aliens franchise. I am a consumer well, that's like, whore. And well, that's like me and Top Gun. Like, I, my first tattoo was the... The Great Balls of Fire from the original Top Gun. So, like, uh, I, as keen as I am for the second one, I am also disappointed because it's not going to wow me like the way it should. Because I'm going to be very, I'm going to be very, very focused on all the faults in it. But I'm very keen. Well, it's going to be one of those passing the torch movies, isn't it? Where it's just like, oh, we're giving it to a new generation. Off you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can't be worse than Battleship. Nothing can be worse than that. <laughs> I mean, god awful yeah, abomination. But what the fuck was that ever gonna be? I kind of liked it. <laughs> that was like, was it Rihanna trying to be an actor, uh, be an actor or something? It was like, yes, no, she's a main character. It's like, um, did, did anyone check that she could, you know, do the things? I kind of liked how stupid it was. Like, I kind of liked it. It was amazingly fun in the fact that it was so dumb. Like, if you could turn your brain off, it was just a generic action explosion movie, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with those. I routinely watch crappy movies for that exact reason. But for some reason, that little part of my brain's like, no, this isn't Battleship. <laughs> Not once today when yelled B3 as a thing. I'm like, what is this? They did sink, they did sink plenty of Battleships, though. The inherent they did, they problem did. with it was taking a game like Battleship and being like, we can make a movie out of this board game. It's It's got nothing. It's not. It doesn't have story. Why did you do Hello. this? Keen for the Snakes and Ladder movie coming up. That'll be fun. I'm joking, but I'm guaranteeing someone's going <laughs> to try I'm going to fact it. check it I, right now. I, no. Oh, oh, yes, please do. But also, can we get a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie? Oh, Mike. I fuck it. Only, would that not be a great horror movie? I was about to say, only if it's a dark reboot. Snakes? Yeah, no, it'd have to be Snakes a horror Snakes and Ladders movie of some released kind. in 2016. Are you Oh, it has nothing to do with Snakes and Ladders. 
There you a go. scientist builds an un- a scientist builds an unwieldy piece of time travel equipment, pursuing his girlfriend's murderer through layers of space and time in effort to save her. I feel like that has neither snakes nor ladders. This would be like that calling your movie snakes on a plane, and then it's an entire show about a bus. Right, let's let's move on, right? Let's move on. That was 2016 movie snakes and ladders. Let's move on to the 2017 movie snakes and ladders. An Indigo, oh, there's a, there's a an Indigo there's a student who can see something bad is going to happen to come through a dream with her plan and friends for hiking a mountain, but no one believes her. It's not even in English. What the murderous fuck? ladders? Oh, you know what? Third. I, I would have accepted at least a ladder made out of snakes. Third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm. We're going back to 1996. There's a third 1996. One? A weary story of female friendship. Jean and Kate, two nearly 30 street performers, find the ups and downs of life and love amid pubs and music. Okay. Uh, I give up. The sisterhood there of the There is no snakes letters. or ladders. I, I give up. Why are all these things called snakes and ladders when they have no snakes? I found it! I mean, the last... Hmm? We're going to head back in time once again. So uh, strap in. We're heading back to 1980. Oh, I was going to <laughs> stupidly say the 1980s in the dumb voice, but the fact we're going back there makes it even worse. Like, oh, God Snakes damn. Snakes and Ladders TV series. A man awakens to find himself immersed in a real-life scenario of a board game with an ever-expanding cartography. So it's Squid Game, but Snakes and Ladders? But it's a romance. God damn it. God, why? All right, no, fuck it. We're making the Hungry Hungry Hippos Dark reboot. We'll do that. Uh, just, like, a bunch of people being murdered by hippos i'm down i'm down like that would be the next squid game right like you would have that as oh yeah no. i mean like <laughs> hippos are actively terrifying yeah. have you ever like well, yeah them? so we, we stood uh africa three years ago we stood um we stood about oh, 20 meters right, yeah. away from a pack of them yeah and you were no, they said do not move but if they run at you then admit <laughs> like just admit defeat yeah. <laughs> unlike when it comes to like elephants like stand your ground hippos yeah, yeah rhinos and hippos no way mate you could it sounds nah. like those croc parks you go to up in the north of Queensland where if you fall out of the boat, they're like, we're not coming yeah. for you. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Or was it the uh, Northern Territory has the... You remember the, uh, the Australian movie Rogue? The one about the massive mm. croc in the Northern Territory? There is a company who takes the exact tour that was from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. But let's get on... I mean, we uh, can, you know, we we had a different topic that we were going to talk about, but I, I'm quite enjoying what we're talking about right now. Okay, well, on the same vein, you guys, you know, Jaws was always a great movie. We we all love yes. how horrible that became. However, did you know there was a, a off-brand re, uh, side movie which was called Orca? Yes. Did you ever watch that one? Yes, I've heard this this movie. Oh. I have this movie. I actually sought out a physical copy of this movie, and it is amazing. It is so horrible. I love it. Like the base thing is, um, Jaws was always the thing of, oh, they've you know just eat the people. It's fine. Orcas gives us a revenge plot, or it's like you killed my baby, therefore I'm gonna hunt you down and kill you. Yeah, I've seen this. This is so dumb. And it's a killer whale hunting a sailor and at the same time because of what this guy did you feel for this like the the orca is like yeah i, I kind of want the the killer whale to win like screw it to hell with this old sea I, captain i feel like Eat we 100 percent need seth to read this in a movie voice are you, re- are you ready oh christ i've said it through <laughs> orca the killer whale all right here here it comes it's here it comes seth's getting ready to read you guys out the uh, the movie plot right now. Here we go. Where, where is it? Where are you sending it to me? I just tagged you, good sir. Through the magic of the internet. All right. Oh man, it looks good. It looks really good. I. Oh, it's, it's, it actually had decent production values for a off-brand knockoff <laughs> kind of thing. Like this is like you know when you see uh, was it there's um Transformers and then someone tried making Transmorphers. <laughs> This was that for Jaws, and I like this more than Jaws. All right, all right. You you want to hear this? Tell us. What's it about? Do it. I. Th- this is the this is the one you've linked to me. That's the little screen grab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wow. Okay. Here we go. The killer whale is one of the most intelligent creatures in the universe. Incredibly, he's the only other only animal other than man who kills for revenge. 
He has one mate, and if she is harmed by man, he will hunt down that person with relentless, terrible vengeance across seas, across time, across all obstacles. Ooh, I got goosebumps. I love the fact it says through time. Like, just... <laughs> The, I, they must have been planning a sequel that never happened where it starts jumping through time and, to hunt this guy's family. Look, and I would watch <laughs> that movie. I would love it because if it goes through time, then eventually it's going to go through space, and that means you're going to have yes. an orca whale going intergalactic hunting spaceships. That shit would be great. We, we just have an orca collide with the TARDIS somewhere. <laughs> if there is an orca in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we gotta re we got to rethink about this. Oh, it, it, it's Orca sequel confirmed at that point, isn't it? I mean, it? like, it's one of those things where, like, Orcas and Hippos and that kind of stuff, no one expects them to be dangerous because aren't they funny looking? <laughs> and they are terrifying. Like, legitimately, um, great white sharks evolved to a point of having a chemical in their body that is essentially, there is a killer whale here, we have to run the fuck away now. Like, when one of them dies, they release this chemical, and it's like, yep, nope, we're out. Bye, everyone. All because killer whales hunt them just to eat the liver and nothing else. I know the dolphins just beat the shit out of them for no reason. Uh, no, no, they beat dolphins up... No, are, or, uh, dolphins beat up whales. Whales and porpoises. They they are the only other uh, species we found that shows actual racist traits. Which yeah. is weird. Like, porpoises are like um, a... They're like an off-breed of dolphin. But... Yeah, yeah. they just hate each other. But... There are reports of dolphin pods just going out of their way to basically beat the ever-loving shit out of a porpoise for no other reason than the fact it was a porpoise. That that's it. And then they go about their business. It's like, what Bullies, the hell, man. guys? This is this Bullies. is fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. But this is our turf. Get out of here. On 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 the plus side, Disney Plus is now um, doing tiered pricing to allow you to access parts of Disney that you want to watch, but then save money on parts of Disney that you don't want to watch. That is an interesting idea, actually. I is there just a Mando port like thing like, where it's like, like only Mando and Marvel? Mandalorian. <laughs> Man Mando and Marvel. That's all you need in life. It's the M package, Mando and Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that what it's called when you sign up for Disney Plus and then you? cancel it after the season of Mando ends no no they have to give it a code of this is the way yeah discount code this is the way and go from there it only signs you up for two months yes amendment apparently my Disney Plus also needs to include National Geographic is this for Keith Keith has demanded <laughs> well good I, I have watched a lot of it. we do need more like Shark um, Week I mean Shark Week sure but like the Planet Earth series is just, mm, it's so good. But I mean, that's David Attenborough. That's, that's yeah. a no-brainer. I mean, like, I, I would... How is he not making money at this point? If I just... We send him stuff and he narrates it. Like, he could make a very comfortable living off that. But, Mr. Attenborough, please narrate this for us. Well, yes. And off he goes. <laughs> well, I think because he actually is a, a like a wildlife advocate and all that, and a big part of doing he things is. like... Blue Earth and Planet Earth and all the documentaries was to raise awareness. Mm. I reckon he's a vegan. No. I've actually met him. Uh, what? Weirdly enough. Yes. Uh, years and years ago, there was a place in Brisbane called Jeremy's Bistro, which was... Um, I, we knew the guy running it. He was a family friend. And me and my dad went there for dinner. And we sat there. And both of us are massive fans of David Abra. And essentially, we were sitting there having dinner, and the guy behind us was like, wait, I know that voice. Where do I know that voice from? Like, it's so familiar. And we just kept going through dinner. And eventually, as they're about to leave, he said, oh, you know, hi, I'm David Atmore. We had a bit of a brief chat with him. Uh, and, yeah, it was odd. It was basically like, you know, a wave and nod, like, what the fuck? It's funny that... Um you know, you can just... He was actually quite happy that we didn't make a, a fuss because he must have realised we recognised his voice. Well, it's funny that, yeah, you can notice his voice in a crowd, like how, how similar his voice must be to what it sounds like after all that video editing. I mean, like, the video editing does a thing, but it's the cadence that gets you. Like, when he's talking, it's very much the same kind of weird cadence in his, his voiceover. It's really interesting. Like, lovely person. Hmm. It was very much a very brief interaction. It's like, holy shit, that was the guy. 
Um, but apparently he mentioned to the uh, the owner of the restaurant he was really happy we didn't make a fuss. <laughs> I mean, when you're out for a night out and you're... Um, I mean, I was about to say minor celebrity, but it's like, as far as I'm concerned, the dude's a fucking A-list. Um, oh, he's wonderful. I know, it's such a delightful dude. It's wonderful documentaries. When you're a guy like that, it probably feels good when you can go out and have dinner and not have people going, Oh my god, it's David Attenborough! Yeah, describe my sushi dish. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> can you please say these things for me? Can you record a message? Guaranteed, though, like, that's what he would get, right? He, even his family oh, yeah, friends, no they'd be out to dinner and they'd be like, Hey, Dave, just describe this dish for me. Yeah. But, we like that. I, I would feel bad for Morgan Freeman as well. Just everyone would want him to, just to talk. Like, Morgan, please talk more. Like, I just want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, on to, I, I guess, you know, uh, we should probably touch on what we wanted to touch on today, uh, which is... Touching is fun. Yeah, so if you haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Upload. Um, it's a good show. It's really good show. I really enjoyed the, the, that one. It was a very simple but fun premise. And I can actually see the technology going in that direction, which makes me sad. But for those who haven't seen it, basic premise is a guy right before death is up his consciousness is uploaded into a digital world yeah and then hilarity ensues because it's very new technology therefore lag time glitches weird stuff yeah the void and all the, uh, weird things that are buried in the plot as well it's, it's not in game even, purchases it's not just all the dystopia shit it's, it's got a lot of other interesting things in that show it's it's really yeah. good. It's not just a dumb comedy. Haha, <laughs> look at the VR game. Pretty much, it brings out some interesting questions as well. Well, the fact that the whole thing, like, I guess as you go through season one, you find out, like, what you're watching isn't, like, there's no plot in the actual storyline that you're watching because the plot is so much deeper underneath that storyline. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, you just... I, I like, yeah. um... They, they go into basic stuff like partitioning guests off from each other so they don't overload the server and that kind of thing. But there's the interesting thing of what happens when you can't afford your uh, your package anymore. Um, so they start cutting things off. Like, at one point, don't they cut off his sense of taste or something? Yeah, so they, um... Like, yeah, so, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of Season 2, but they finally patch that. <laughs> well, it's like we're talking ah. about a game right now. Like, they actually patch it, mm. and they uh, they patch and they fix the sense of taste, but uh, something you'll... I mean, it's no, not really a big spoiler, but it, it expands on what you know now, because what happens when they can't afford it? Well, Season 2 sort of explains that, because you have an, a section mm. called 2GIG, yeah. and that's where you have prepaid two G's. so you have prepaid data so once you run out of data you're just frozen there until your month resets yeah that that is just super is terrifying, terrifying to me yeah but uh yeah so it, i mean i really enjoyed it uh season two like i said uh, like our viewers don't know of course but we what we binge watched it in a single morning um just because of how interesting it was so very happy with it i mean i just found out there is a season two so i'm super <laughs> happy about that <laughs> I already want yeah, season yeah, three. It's so. a thing to watch. I'm already ready for season three, man. I I do remember it being a fun show, and I I remember watching all of it um, when it first came out. It was great. To know that's a season two makes me super happy. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that later. But like, it does bring in the whole thing of if we can get consciousness streaming in VR, and there's the whole metaverse thing that everyone is pushing towards now. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, but I can't see that going well. well. Mark Zuckerberg's lost over like six hundred and fifty million dollars to this metaverse so far from from thinking it would do better than it is doing, and I, I just don't know if you know, like yes. I don't know why he called it the metaverse, which is from a novel where it's a dystopian thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you give it the name of something with such a bad connotation already? Like, because within make the your own name. within the business world, um, metaverse is a thing. It's not just a book mm. reference. I know, but when you look at the pop culture kind of stuff and the impact they'll have on sales, how did no one in the like research and marketing department go, "Hey guys, this is a thing in pop culture already maybe skirt around that because you either have to be a nerd or a lit major to have ever read that book mm. I mean, a simple google of metaverse would have found it at which point they probably <laughs> would have gotten the uh, 
uh, company version of it, which just refers to an overarching product that covers multiple platforms. Sure. But still, it's one of those weird things. I mean, like, and I can't see a, you know that kind of world being built by Zuckerberg being anything apart from the, uh, what was it, Ready Player One? Yeah, Ready Where, Player uh, One, yeah. What I would imagine his version would be would be the evil guy's version, where everything is microtransactions and ads everywhere. I mean, that's all we're ever going to get. People always like the idea that it would be um, Ready Player One uh, style, but yeah. it's never going to be that. It never will be, because one, full-dive VR gear like that, like in again I'll use Ready Player One because we've already brought it up but like in Ready Player One it's really easy to get just even basic gear because it's generally accepted that like a student will go to the uh, Oasis and do their schooling so they've hmm. made it very easy for everyone to have gear so they can at least participate in, in this online universe yeah. in real world that's not going to happen like you look at VR gear we have already, that shit's already prohibitively expensive for 90% of people. Even enthusiasts look at it and go, mm, that's a bit too much fucking money. Yeah, cool, VR, full, full dive VR will probably get a lot of people over the line much easier, but imagine how much more expensive that's going to be and the kind of hardware you're going to need to run that. It's, oh, I would not be touching that until at least the third or like fourth generation of it. Oh, that's my point. Like, It's got to have enough users to get it to that point but it's going to be even more prohibitively expensive than VR already is. So how the fuck is it ever going to get over the line unless you turn it into a dystopian hellscape where those who do buy in have to pay for its existence? Pretty much. I, that and half the point of waiting a few generations would be, uh, by that point, someone would be running their own servers. You'd have that point of, all right, cool, we can do this thing. And someone was like, yeah, I've just got a server. We don't have ad space and you move over that direction eventually it'll just become little like given a lot of time mind you but that's the thing I could be little like versions of each universe popping up and, and that kind of thing that, I would happily disappear into the internet if I could see that's the thing though you're assuming that the headset gear is going to allow you to do that the purpose yeah, of a metaverse the shit out. and the idea of that sort of gear is so that the company that made it controls it they're not going to mm. let you spool up your own universe, even if somehow you have the ability to run something that computationally complex. Yeah. It's going to be locking you out. Yeah, okay, maybe you can jailbreak it. Who knows? We don't know how complex or easy these things are ever going to be. Or if they'll even ever exist. But, no, I've, look, I've, I'm being all cynical, but, like, I would love it if that stuff happened. I just don't believe that we live in the kind of world where something so altruistic would ever exist without so many catches and hooks that oh, yeah. it would just be, like I said, a dystopian nightmare. Pretty much. I mean, like, I, I can see the Zuckerberg one being the dystopian nightmare. The only thing I think that would maybe put it in the right direction is the fact that multiple places are trying to get this thing up and running. Um, which means if there's competition, at least if one gets horribly dystopian, we can be like, all right, we're going to move over here and go to a different one that's less. And then people slowly pop around. Yeah. Them. That's the only way I could see it working. But that's but, the thing. You're still uh, thinking of it as a game. That's not what yeah. they're making. It's when you no. leave, like, so I don't know. I don't remember what all of the shit Zuckerberg owns, but just for the sake of this example, Say you go to Zuck's Metaverse, and that also has your Amazon and your Disney Plus and your Audible and your Facebook and your Messenger, and all these things are all under the one umbrella now. Being like, oh, Zuck's thing's a real dystopian nightmare. I don't want to be there anymore. Oh, but that means I can't buy anything from Amazon and I can't buy anything from Audible. I know they're owned by the same company. Shut up. Um, you, you the, the design of a Metaverse is so that you do everything inside it so that leaving to another one isn't just, oh, I don't want to be part of Zuck's Metaverse. It's, I've got to let go of everything. Um, yeah. Imagine if within Zuck's Metaverse, my Steam account existed. I have a lot of stuff oh, on never, Steam. Well, it will. It will one day. Yeah. That's the point. So, cool. I don't like Zuck's Metaverse anymore, but I can't let it go because that's the only way I can access my Steam stuff. Yeah. That's the it, point of a gonna... metaverse. That's why they're fucked and no one should actually want them. 
Yeah. I mean, at which point, I think the only actual competitor going for it at the moment is Microsoft. Um, and for the dumbest thing possible, they've teamed up with the guy who wrote uh, Sword Art Online. And the reason being, they want to try and make the first full dive VR that they can based on Sword Art Online. So they want to make a VR game where the characters were trapped in the VR world and if they died in the game, they died in real life. Yeah, but that's the fucking plot of the game. It's not what they're trying to do. And fuck, I know, but And still. given how absurdly popular, and I have no idea why because the show fucking sucks, fight me. Okay. SAO is terrible, and I don't understand why it's so popular, but it is. So it's actually not that bad an idea to be like, cool, it's our first full live MMO or whatever it is you want to fucking make or do, I don't fucking know, and we're going to do SAO because it's insanely popular and people would fucking dive on it. Oh, they definitely would. But I would wait until they have the Buffery one come out and then that'd do that. That'd be great. Yeah, but... All, all points in defense. Do the thing. Yeah, but you wouldn't get to do that because it would be patched because everyone would do it. Well, the maple patch. I feel like it's going to get to the point where, you know, like, for example, we'll start with the example. So the example is Telstra. Telstra own all the phone lines, and then you've got Optus, who, uh, and, and then you've got TBG, you've got IINet, and they all use those lines. So mm. Telstra's still making a killing. I feel like that's going to end up with, you know, because Mark Zuckerberg's, you got to, even though he's done some pretty shit things, he's a very switched on guy. So I feel like it's going to lead to everything being owned by Meta and then smaller companies opening up just renting space off Meta. Mm. Yeah. Hence, like why, hence why you'll never be able to let it go. That's why yeah. these things are terrible. And, and it's a great name. It, like, it is a great name. No one should be trying to support any of these Meta initiatives. They're, they're yeah. absolutely anti-consumer, and are, the end point by design is to fuck you over. It's just a cash they're grab. Not like, that's good. all it is. And at the same time, like given access to this technology, I would be a super villain within days. Uh, primarily because all, if I could upload my consciousness into the internet, you'd start finding people disappearing. It would just be a matter of like these three people disappeared. Suddenly, they're in my little world, going, "Hello, I am the dungeon master, and you're going to play a game now." Yeah, well, it's like, just, yeah, like why would there? That's the one thing I I didn't get with upload. Like, you know you've got all the admins watching you and shit like that but hey if someone just kills a bunch of people you just reset the day and no one's no one knows anything yeah i mean yeah pretty much i mean at the same time what would happen if you uploaded say a programmer someone who understood the code and how you mean like an upload yeah <laughs> i mean like shush um but it's one of those things like what happens there how do you stop that person like, oh we took away their per their permissions like there's simpler ways around that in well, most systems. You'll find out in season two of Upload live on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because exactly what you were talking Amazon's about. Amazon's making good stuff. Exactly like, what you were talking enough, about happens. Amazon, yeah. Like Amazon's making some good stuff recently, but no one has it, which is really weird yeah, to me. I know. Like we talk about these things, like all the stuff that pops up on Amazon Prime. It's like, yeah, this is great. And everyone's like, I, I have not watched that because I don't have Amazon Prime because I don't want to have like 12 streaming services, which I get, but still. Well, it's like, yeah, I, I get people say that, but now Amazon Prime's having so much more. I mean, free delivery, next day delivery, and you also get a shitload of TV shows. So what are you talking about? Just, do they have that in Australia now? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Like just which means we have at least one fulfillment center somewhere. <laughs> are they also enslaving people here? Except their drivers are un like just unbelievably bad. Like we had uh, so they've taken Oz Post drivers. Pretty much, we had some dude deliver stuff yeah. to us, and he just couldn't find the parcel. So we went into the car and he started throwing parcels outside the car, like just onto the ground to find it. Wow. And then like he wow. he said he couldn't find it. So and then we get a phone That's call. We get a phone call right five minutes later being like, hi, I'm outside your house with your delivery. It was the same yeah, guy? Yeah, same guy. <laughs> and then we walked down and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. Okay. That's not UPS. That's uh, not an Amazon. That's any courier. I've known a few couriers and they will openly admit your shit just gets hucked around. No one gives a shit. No one's paid enough to care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fragile stickers don't do much these days, unfortunately. Oh, I'm pretty sure fragile stickers mean they crush it if they can. I probably would if I was a driver. Let's be real. Yeah. 
there, there is only one company that actually honors the fragile sticker and they they transport beer and wine that's it they don't do anything else and I can tell you again from knowing couriers fragile stickers mean jack shit well I mean I had two yeah we had two chase like really expensive pop vinyls delivered both of them absolutely crushed because of these Amazon drivers again it's not Amazon you could have picked any other courier company and you would have had just as good a chance of having it show up trashed in my uh, my experience, if you have a do not bend sticker on something, it's guaranteed to be bent. Yes, yeah, I've sent a few Pokemon cards and they've ended up that way, especially writing do not bend on them. Well, that's the thing, like, um, when I was working for a homebrew shop, there was a few things we had uh, which had to remain flat. So we had stickers for do not bend. And we had so many calls, like, every week, like, oh, the thing I sent was bent, and it was, like, cracked in half, like, that is not an us problem, you have to speak to OzPost now, have fun. But every time, it's just, if you put do not bend or fragile, I found it was always the exact opposite is done. Well, I found... And so, again, Corey's not paid nearly enough for what they do, so I can imagine why. So OzPost lost my parcel from eBay. I bought something off uh, eBay, and after a month of disputes, they just replied to me saying, sorry, looks like this is now a lost parcel. Good luck with your adventures. And I'm like, oh, so you're not going to give me my money back? Nope. Why would they do that? That would be admitting fault. <laughs> Can't do that. Not allowed. Oh, fun, Wait, random which, fun fact. Which, which end of that said it was um, it was lost? Was it OzPost? Yeah, OzPost, yeah. Yeah, so I can tell you exactly how that works. If OzPost loses your shit, OzPost doesn't refund you. They refund the person who sent it to you. Yeah, I saw and that. And then you yeah. have to deal with them. That's luckily, why it eBay works that ref- way. Luckily, eBay refunded me as soon as I filed that claim. They're like, yep, here's oh, your money back. Go. That's good. Yeah, because it's on the seller's end to deal with OzPost with a, a loss. Once it's completely oh, so, lost, yeah. OzPost has to go... You stop being able to deal with OzPost and you have to go deal with the original company. We exactly, deal with this yeah. shit all the time at work. It's also, weirdly enough, with... like For us in Australia, it's a bit different just because OzPost is just, just OzPost. Uh, but we found out with my family stuff, Dad was getting some legal documents sent to us and they basically threw them in a puddle uh, on the property and, and ran off like n- not even at the door it was at the front of the property which is a good about 100 meters from the house it was in a puddle off he went and dad went to complain about it turns out because they use contractors you can't complain <laughs> to OzPost because they're not OzPost employees yeah. so you, what you have to do is you have to send a physical letter not even an email or anything dad couldn't find an email address uh, it had to be sent to a P.O. box in Perth. And surprise, surprise, it goes missing in the post. <laughs> How ironic. Sneaky buggers. <laughs> you can't complain about us. We deliver the complaints. That's how it all works. Mm. But back on the subject of like the, the you know, metaverse. What are we talking about again? VR and... <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually. God knows. Now that we're back onto that, I did actually want to bring up one TV show that I don't think you guys have probably seen called Severance. Yeah, That sounds familiar, but I can't place it. I don't think I've seen so it. So the basic gist of the show is people have a, a thing in them which essentially separates their, their mind when they're at work and when they're not at work. So when they're at work, they have one set of memories, and it's all to do with work and who they are at work, and and all their work friends. And then when they leave, they go into their outside of work memories. And they might not even know anyone from their job, or they may know them, but they're completely different, and they're different people. That is terrifying. I know, right? And, of course, the the show's general premise is one guy remembers. Um, But it's really good. It's a really good show. Um, I would highly suggest you check it out. Um, It's on... the uh, Apple made it, so they threw a lot of money at it to make it pretty oh, good another streaming um, program so many streaming <laughs> programs I know it's a problem but at least Apple's throwing fucking money at the shit they're making um, <laughs> they really are but they've thrown a lot of money into sci-fi recently yeah I know it's really good but yeah no uh, on the subject of like weird technology fucking with your brain Severance it's really good would highly suggest checking out Severance yeah I'll have to look at that one it sounds fun so, it sounds terrifying but interesting random thing mm. right like uh, just to touch on those streaming platforms when when Fox to, like you had Fox 8 you had Fox Sports you had Nickelodeon Cartoon Network all of that and then Foxtel or Ozstar or you know those American cable came in and they're like we're gonna package this up and give it to everyone for a, a select price how long until we get something like that 
that's going to be like, yep, subscribe to us and we'll give you everything you can choose from a Netflix channel, a, a Stan channel, a Disney channel, an Apple channel, Amazon Prime. Like, how long until something like that happens? Because I want that. So that will take us a considerable amount of time because Murdoch put a lot of effort and time into getting those um, channels to cooperate. Like, there is a lot of work that was done there. I don't like the man. He's, in my mind, he's a horrible piece of human garbage. But what he did there was a massive feat of, you know, just working shit out with companies um i don't think we'll see that for a fair while to be honest it all depends what realm you're looking in because they already did it with anime yeah that is true but that was mostly a, a, a group buying everything else no it wasn't crunchyroll it was this group called ver ver yeah um it's a it's a streaming platform that when you sign up to it you can select the other channels you want to have and then they'll you can search and you'll be able to watch all your shows straight out of the ver app it's already been done. Like, a group did it. I mean, that could work. But it's only for anime and some other yeah. stuff. I think, like, Rooster Teeth's on there and stuff like that. Um, ah, yep, yep, yep. But That's it's already good. done once with one digital so based product. So it's proven that it's it can be done. It's not impossible. Well, yeah, it yeah. can be done. It's just more so the fact of so many people being so greedy. Like, no, we don't want to do that because then we'll make less money, but you'll still make money. Yeah, but we'll make less I'm- money. It would be really difficult to get production houses to cooperate because that's who owns these streaming platforms now. Mm. And no, most no, of them other way like, around. Ah, it's fine. Other way around. How so? A, a lot of streaming platforms um, own production houses. Um, yeah. Or it's a, a, a marketing arm using a production house's name to make it look friendlier. It's almost always the production house is owned by someone. Fair enough. Either way, getting those people to talk or cooperate is always weird. Yeah. Like, mostly because they're very guarded. Just look at Marvel trying to get Spider-Man back off Sony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Sony knows that the Marvel shit money and they want a piece of that action. Yeah. And Marvel <laughs> and sold thing, a, like, did a deal that kind yeah. of meant that Sony got to have him as a hostage. Yeah. But it's one of those things where if you look at, say, Apple TV, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, they are big enough now that each one of them could look at the other and be like, hmm, I mean, I could buy you, you could have access to my library, or I could hold out and you won't have access to it and I can keep people. Like, they have a bit of bargaining yeah. power. Yeah. Um, so getting them to come to the table would be difficult, but from there, getting them to cooperate, even worse. So it's not impossible. You know, there's always be some middle ground, but... Your better bet for trying to get that sort of thing off the ground would be to go for all more of the niche channels. Um, mm. You know, something more like HBO, um, uh, Hulu. Uh, I don't know. Well, binge binge have well. Hulu now, so binge have all of Hulu stuff. So, yeah, see, like someone's already doing it. That's my yeah. point. Is you go with the smaller yeah. ones and start to sort of gravitate them to a single point. There's and so then you much can start having right. enough. Yeah, like there's just so much, and and that requires more streaming services because for smaller shows, Netflix is going to say no. Sorry, you don't. You're not going to make us enough money. Fuck off. So it's and binge is like, yeah, we'll have you because someone will watch you, and if someone enjoys you, then we'll make an extra like hundred thousand dollars a month from you. So come on in. We have a way of seeing how it's going to go in a sense because we've had these issues previously with you know steam and everything that happened there it's not a one-to-one comparison by any means but we can kind of gauge where it's heading in that same direction where it evened out it's evening out now where a bunch of you know individual launches and stuff are just going you know what bugger it no we're we're folding into steam now because we don't want to deal with this anymore i found a lot of them Um, aren't folding in they're just integrating with Uh, a good example is uh ubisoft uh, they have their own mm. launcher, and when you buy a game on Steam, technically, if you really want to get down to it, you don't launch it through Steam. Yeah. What Steam does is it automatically interfaces with the Ubisoft launcher and launches your Ubisoft game. Mm. Pretty much. I noticed so that. I, I think that'll start happening yeah. somewhere along yeah, the I line. Agree. Like, we can kind of gauge where it's headed based on that kind of engagement, I think. I mean, the big question is who's going to be the big dog at the top of the pile? Oh, I'm assuming Disney. Um, They already own... You you don't fuck with the House of Mouse. They own too much. They guarantee there's already a lawyer listening into us now. They've mentioned Disney. Right, there is so much that Disney will refuse to put their name on. 
Yeah, like, I mean, that's why they brought in Stars, was the thing they did in Disney+. Yeah, Fox, when they bought Fox, their... so they, they took Fox's yeah. entire library yeah. and spun it off as Stars, so they had this adult area to dump all of the, the Mature Age products. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Disney's always been very much family and kids, and that was the brand they wanted. But I think they've slowly seen the, the value in having that other side. The river of fucking want... money. Yeah. I just don't want to have the... Um, like their name to it specifically I think over time that'll slowly change and we will start seeing a bit more mature Disney stuff but it's going to take time you know what I love uh, the, the new Doctor Strange is MA15 plus but it's still going to show up in Disney under kids oh yeah definitely <laughs> what I want is for Disney to stop messing with copyright law I'd be really happy about that oh yeah yeah they've they've extended that shit like dumb levels what is it uh, Life of the Creator plus something like a hundred something years. years? No, it's not fifty. It's longer than fifty. I th- um, I thought they were pushing for a hundred years now because it's coming up to the point where um, I'm sure Mickey it's longer Mouse than fifties. No, it's it has to be fifty because Steamboat Willie became um, public domain. Like it's it's hit public domain. You can actually take Steamboat Willie and, and start playing with it because it's technically not Mickey Mouse. He was the precursor. Um, but basically, for those who aren't you know caught up on this, because I had to study it at one point. What happened was once something hit public domain, anyone could use it. Hence, most of Disney's back catalogue. Like the original things they made were all public domain stories, uh, Grimm's fairy tales, and that kind of thing, just redone for the modern era. But what they then did was they started trying to lobby for extended life of a character or you know, concept being under their control, till it became essentially instead of being like ten to fifteen years it became the life of the artist and then yeah. when Disney passed away it up. became the I have the, the I have it up for you it is uh, the term is life of the creator plus 120 years yeah, it must have changed after Steam that's like some of the music uh, like uh, you know a few of the Michael Jackson's music and all that type of stuff is not royal like uh, I guess biggest bigger artists like that they're not royalty free for the next 200 years but other mm. other bands that pass away, they're like, yes, we have eighty years until we're royalty free. Yeah. It's like, okay, so, Pretty much. so your families are making money off you for the next eighty years. That's that's good. But I mean, look, that that makes sense to have like giving the family a bit of time to make a bit of cash off it. Fine, but sorry, like, slight flub. It's uh, life of it, it's one hundred and twenty years for an anonymous work. It's life of the author plus seventy. Yeah, there you go. So Stan Lee still has sort of decent money coming in for quite a while. Um, I guess the the downside you have is once, for example, rest in peace Stan Lee, but once Stan Lee's passed away, they have moved a little bit away from his vision. I mean, we knew that was happening anyway. His um, The family, it, it seemed to get a bit messy towards the end in that circumstance. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still some sort of lawsuit going on about it um, from reading the news the other day, um, but yeah. I haven't followed it too closely, but yeah, imagine like, you know, you're the kid of Stan Lee and you're like, what if we had this in the movie? And then Stan Lee dies and then now he's like, oh, now we can. Well, that's the thing that happened with um, Tolkien's work. Mm. Uh, it was all left to specifically one um, relative, I think. But he left it open to the family, going, oh, well, as a family, we'll make decisions. And that's how we got The Hobbit. Um, and they <laughs> split that up into three, because he was basically outvoted. Um, when they started saying, oh, we'll do the Silmarillion next, he's like, no, foot down. We're not, we're not cashing that in. We've made enough money. We're good to go. Um, All right, let's, but then again, I think we're getting one. Let's anyway touch on yeah. Point. Let's touch on that in just a second. So we're at 40, 45 minutes into us, which means I think we should have our our segment that was liked by a few viewers last time, which is your super fight zombie apocalypse. Um, so I've got the cards in front of me, so I'm going to assign you a card each, and then after this, we're going to get into our hype section. We have a few amazing things coming out in the next few weeks that we definitely yeah. want to get out there for you guys to keep track of. Uh, so well, Seth went first last so time. So you're going to so go, first, go this first this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to know who you'll be playing this time? Sure. All right. This time, you are going to be playing literally an insane clown posse. So like a, a group of insane clowns? Yes, a group of insane clowns. Excellent. So I have a bunch of the jokers running around. Yes. That's fine. And your attribute uh, is that you shoot acid. 
Oh, I, I literally am playing the Joker's posse. Okay, <laughs> okay. That works. You've got a minute um, to tell us. Jeez, fucking swoosh getting the freebie. <laughs> so you've got. I got the freebie last time too. It's even better. So you've got a minute um, to tell us how you would survive a zombie apocalypse. All right. Well, that's going to be interesting because it's a bunch of clowns. That that's like rambling. You know, herding cats essentially, right? Uh, so I'm assuming I'm just going to sacrifice a few of the clowns by having them run through the streets making a lot of noise whilst I head in the other direction uh, and, you know, set up a new society of clown-based things. <laughs> Be fine. Uh, although, acid probably wouldn't work well against zombies, would it? Well, I mean... Depending on the zombies. I mean, you could. Okay, for the purpose of this, we're doing Romero zombies. Alright, Romero's on. Oh, yeah, so it would kind of work. It would slow them down and, you know, flop down. So I think slow and steady progression for me for that one would be fine. You know, just slowly make your way out of the city. Yes. Head off. You're sounding to a little bit. Random chemical or abandoned. Ca- uh, no, I'd have to find an abandoned amusement park. So head to Movie World. That'll work. Uh, <laughs> and take up residence because clowns. I mean, you're clowns. You've got unlimited pies. I would probably head to Dream Exactly. World. No, nah, Dreamworld is not really defendable because it's... It's already uh, abandoned. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, I, I would go to the movie world just because they really enclosed that thing. No. So it's like, yep, I have a fortress. I have a reason why you'd actually do uh, Dreamworld. It's attached to um, White Water World, which is a source of water. Uh, I wouldn't really call that water anymore. That's, that's so, 80% pee. Yeah, but it's still better. You've got a large quantity of a resource you're going to need. You can hit it with a filter and get a couple bottles, but you know what I mean. You, you've got also it. tigers. Yeah, this is why not tigers. Yeah, you can just let them out in certain areas. I thought you were more of a sane clown there, Swoosh, rather than an insane clown. I don't know. I've just been given access to tigers <laughs> and potentially zombie tigers. Uh, that doesn't really scream sane to me. <laughs> All right. Well, so you're, so you're alive, and you've ended up at Dreamworld. We're going to play with the same... Uh, so we're going Reno Zombies, are we, Seth? Anytime we're doing this, it's it's Romero Zombies. Romero. If you yeah. go into Slow every... moving, shuffly. If you go into every flavor of fucking zombie, it doesn't work. You've got to pick one, and Romero Zombies are the classic. I kind of hope you get a really dud one again, because it was funny last week. So let's see. God damn it. Let's see what Seth yeah. gets this week. All right, here we go. Are we ready? I uh, see. No, I'm gonna. I pulled out Google, but I don't think we can use that in this case. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna. Okay, here we go. So Seth, you are a swarm of killer bees. Okay. But you uh, and you explode if you stop moving. Okay, this is a serious problem. <laughs> They're like a shark made of bees. How are your bees right, going to survive so, in C4? We're not going to survive. We're going to be dicks. So what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to take my... We're, I'm going to work on the assumption that, like, we've just eaten and then suddenly we're like, oh shit, we explode if we stop moving. So I've got at least some fly time. So, what we're going to do is we're going to fly... I'm assuming we're always starting in Brisbane. Because, yeah, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fly out of Brisbane. Head for Dreamworld. Find every insane clown <laughs> I can find and just fly into his face. Curses. Fuck you, Swish. If I'm going to uh, die, I'm taking you with me. That is fair. I mean, I, I had this coming. Me and my strange clown posse. My question, right, would be, let's say you land on, on a moving object. Would that count as you stopped moving or would that count as you're still moving? If it's inertia based, then I assume that would not count because as long as you're still, your body is still moving, you'll well, be then okay. We're so on, land on a truck. We're on planet Earth, and planet Earth is in constant rotation. It is always moving. Well, when you go that deep, yeah, so your bees will never explode. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I don't uh, see. I wasn't working with that logic. I was working <laughs> on the logic of if the bee lands, it explodes. If you want to do it <laughs> all based on whether it's moving through the aperture of space then yeah the planet's moving I'm always moving they never explode they're just a pack of killer bees follow up question how big of an explosion per bee I gotta assume it's reasonable enough to actually be like it's an explosion 
I, I I'd say like a cherry bomb per bee. Yeah, but that like can take just, a that can make you a blind pack of insane clowns. Or like a firecracker. Oh no, man! You, you put a cherry bomb near someone's head, and they're, they're not coming back up for a very long time. That could definitely <laughs> screw people. I'd say like a firecracker. I mean, crawl type crawl into an ear, and you could just take a take a clown out quite easily. See, that's or not a bad idea. Actually, do the Ant Man versus Thanos thing. Yeah. Yes. Side note: uh, how how many people are in a posse? Like, what is the maximum range of people in a posse? Because I'm a posse of insane clowns. Or how little how little clowns do you have to have in it before it becomes a posse? Exactly. Like, because you get up to you know, there's a quartet, quintet, but when does it become a posse of clowns? I feel yeah. like the it. Okay, this is like it, you know what? I think I'm gonna Google it. Well, what? Like, this seems like a googly question. Because what, like, what do you call what, a group the of clowns? For a posse. There has to be a, well, I'm assuming a posse. Um, <laughs> actually, no, just while Seth is Googling things. Uh, one of my favorite things is a, uh, a collection of baboons, like a group of baboons, is called a parliament. Yeah, right. And I love that. Some, like, some guy in zoology was feeling very petty at a time. Like, you know what? Fuck the government. And got the opportunity to name them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they are baboons. So it I... makes a lot of sense, to be honest. Like, just it's a lot of screeching and shit throwing. It, it makes sense. Do you want to know? The first reference to a posse that I can find is re- in reference to a group of soldiers, which was five. So five. Five. So I have a minimum of five clowns. But what happens before you turn from a posse to like a, a group or like a, an army? Well, a, a posse is an alternate term for a group. Yeah, fair. But generally, one would I see this is the thing. Like semantics wise, I would say a posse is a group who has some kind of target. You know, mm. you go out to do a thing with your posse. Yeah, you round up a posse. You don't tend to just like, oh yeah, we're going to Mickey D's. We've gone with the posse. <laughs> Actually, I wow yeah, I've, I've used those exact wor- exact words before. <laughs> this means our set day breakfast is actually a posse. I would not be surprised. Hey man, we hunt breakfast like champions. It has never beaten us. Man. I've oh, never yeah. had the eggs jump up and fight me back. They always roll over and bleed. Except that one time. We don't speak of the incident. Like comment comment yeah. on our Facebook we'll put up a post of course when we post this, uh, but put up a you know, comment on our Facebook post. Have you been in a posse? How many how many in a posse is too many for a posse until it just becomes a crowd? Like what you know, how many? Hmm. I wanna know. Oh wait, no, when does the uh, the rule of the mob kick in? We used to have a thing for that in D and D. fuck. Once you reach the I think it's the fifty one percent mark, the rule of the mob takes over. Yeah, something like that. Well, did you know, like, just to touch on that, before we move on to our hype, to our hype end of the uh, the podcast, where we bring out some amazing freaking name drops that are coming out in the next few weeks, uh, what do you call a group of pandas, Swoosh? A failing. Fucking cute. An embarrassment. Hey, I was close. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> hey, look, fucking... We I'm... just need to let pandas die. They don't <laughs> want to keep going. They need to end... Their species is begging for extinction. Look, just look up the YouTube video by Hungry Beast called Fuck Pandas and you'll get the entire explanation. So, um, yeah, so uh, basically... Cl- no, no, group- no, no, no. Be- before we move on, i got to get my own dumb fucking title for a group of things in. What is a group of hives of bees called? Oh, no. A group of hives of bees? Yes. Hmm. A Winnie. No. A behave. <laughs> that would be better. It's called a bike. A bike? What? Called a bike. What the fuck? Who was in charge of naming the bike? I know, right? It's called a bike. We're going to give this one to Keith. He's a bit slow. Uh, what do you think, Keith? Bike. Got a bike. <laughs> well, okay there. Man. Sorry. Right. I just had to get that in because like, everyone else got one, so fuck you. No, that's that's yeah. completely fair. Um, so moving on, I've got I'm going to drop a few names here, and you guys just get excited and and rave all about the place. Okay, so we have a few things coming out next week. Uh, we have Moon Knight. Yeah. 
I'm hoping that's good. I mean, it's a very odd character. I don't know how it's going to work for the wider public, but I'm in to check it out. I I'm hoping it's going to be pretty good. Like it, I like the character so far from what I've seen in comics. It's going to be interesting. Next after that, we have uh, Morbius. Oh yes, that that I'm keen for. I don't know. I'm a bit meh on it. I don't really know the character. I'm not particularly like, oh my god, I gotta see it. But you know, it's Morbius, more stuff. Um, Morbius is—it's basically just generic vampire Dracula kind of bullshit. He's yeah. also still—he's also Spider-Man universe though. Yeah, that doesn't mean I know every character in Spider-Man. Come on, man! There are so many characters in Spider-Man. But doesn't the condiment guy come from Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, he does. So it's like, yeah. No, that, yeah. When did he get his own movie? Come on, Marvel. Well, like, you know, it, this Morbius is all about vampires and everything like that. Like, when, what? I don't feel like vampires would enter the Spider-Man universe, but, you, you know. Here we oh, they have. Yeah, they've types. been there for, I mean, Man-Bat's one of his rogues gallery. No, yeah, that's Batman. Fair. I'm thinking the wrong character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, the mystical does pop into Spider-Man every so often. Because um, it's New York. It's It has everything. If anything's going to attack the human race, it starts in, in that area. And generally, Spider-Man's the first person around. Unless then, it hits uh, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, in which case it never escapes Hell's Kitchen, it just dies. Yeah. So, uh, next one, uh, after that, of course, Miss Marvel. We just we watched the trailer before the podcast. Do you guys like it? I'm still a bit iffy about it. I might re-watch the trailer. Um, I'm interested. I, I'm not too sure about it being a what looks to be a tween movie, but that's just because I'm an old bastard in a younger person's body. That's not coming uh, out super soon. That's coming out in June. That's a while away now, but still. It'll be here before we know it. Sorry? Like, season two will be here before we know it. Hmm. Of yeah, what? The next run of stuff. <laughs> no, season two of Marvel. The next run yeah, of things. You're breaking my head now. <laughs> I'm okay. Yes. Marvel oh. started referring to its releases as seasons <laughs> for some reason. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. That's weird. Whatever, Marvel. But yeah, look, series. Yeah, the, series. Yeah. The character isn't that bad. The it, yeah. Okay. It's looking a little teen dramery, but eh, whatever. It's it's in the TV show slap. That's where they do all the random stuff and stuff that yeah. might be good, might be bad. Yeah. So you know, I'm hesitantly hopeful that it actually turns out to be a good show. I do like how they progressed her power, though, as opposed to it just being a clone of um, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. So yeah. it's no longer linear stretchy punch things. It's now an actual kind of energy power. I like that. That'll be interesting. Mm, definitely. I um yeah I'm I'm quite excited for Moon Knight personally. Um, I've always been been a fan of Moon Knight. Watching it. From if they there. keep him as a crazy, snarky, like sarcastic person then yes i'm keen because he it's him um deadpool and spider-man are some of the sassiest characters in like the comics and i hope they keep that sass i feel like they will that's all i want they've been pretty good so far but it's one of those things where it's like if they lose the sass of moon knight then it's me very unfortunate mm. yes well, one thing you guys haven't watched yet that you should watch uh, that I had to chat to you about early, earlier about is The Atom Project. So, I mean, it's uh, it's rank two, I think. It was rank one on Netflix of, uh, of, of course, top list. Um, and it's all about... What are this? It's all about a guy who, you know, uh, is just a kid. It just starts off with a kid and then all of a sudden Ryan Reynolds shows up and it's like, oh, okay, how does Ryan Reynolds play into this? Turns out he is the kid from the future um, uh, and sort of comes back in time to well he thought he was going back in time to stop his wife from being killed but turns out he uh accidentally went back in time the wrong way and and, and showed up where he was as a kid how do you go back so, in time the wrong way isn't that going forward in time well like he, he went back in time still he just didn't go back as far as he needed to so he pulled the flash paradox yeah he got into like i don't want to you know we were, yeah so yeah, that's yeah. all i want to touch on it because i don't want to go into how um because there's a reason how he went in and back in time yeah. the wrong I'm way, always but. iffy with time travel stuff just because they never seem to stick with one like base thing of time travel there's a few exceptions for movies and stuff but most of them are like oh we're doing this thing and it has these paradoxes and then completely ignores those paradoxes it's generally less that that I find that they ignore their time travel it's more they ignore their universe type 
Because you got they're mm. generally accepted as you've got type one, two, and three. Type one is you can't yeah. change anything. Type two is the self-healing universe, but whatever you did was always supposed to happen. And type three is multiverse. Yeah, they generally like start with a type one universe and then somewhere drift into the other two to try and remove the consequences. Well, I mean, pretty yeah. much. I, I'd say like if you went back in time, then that was always happening, regardless. So, matter no matter what you have in the future. It's going to be the same if he came back in time or not, because he if he came back in time, like let's say, you know, you from 40 years from now comes back to today, no matter what happens right now, no matter what you say next, it was always going to happen, regardless if he walks into your room or not. It's either that or a completely different universe. Yeah. It's one of those things. I love Back to the Future. It's one of my favorite movie trilogies. But at the end of that, spoiler alert for a very old movie franchise, uh, when he goes back to the current day, it's still him, but everything is changed, and he's still dating the same person and everything else. Like that—that that is very unlikely. Yeah, like extremely unlikely. You are exactly the same, but your brother, sister, mum, and dad are all very different. If they've changed, your upbringing would have changed. Therefore, you would have changed. Exactly. No, no, right. See, it's one of those things. This is where you, this is what I'm pointing to. Like they they they're using a type one type universe type two universe without picking one, mm. because they yeah. did the type one universe where you've changed a bunch of stuff and it happens that way. But they're utilizing Marty like a type two universe where he doesn't change because everything was supposed to happen this way. He's just always going to be this person. Um, what would it's the picking of universe that you need to do like pick one and then you can base how your time travel works around it don't flip I like flop. the fan theory that um, basically what happened is it jump tracks to a different universe and essentially what was about to happen was the real Marty McFly for that universe was going to walk through the door which means he would have to have tried to kill himself to take his place what would, would you if you were going to go back in or forward in time what would be your one choice oh forward but like what? Look, what would you do? What do you mean, what would I do? I don't even know what I'm going to run into. Let's say, like, cool, you're going forward in time. What would be your main goal that you that you do when you go forward? Survive going forward in time. <laughs> Meme translation. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. You don't know what you're going to roll into. Um, yeah. You might roll in and be like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm an authentic... To- uh, look, man, I live through 2020. I get to tell you everything that fucking happened in this garbage pile of a decade. Um, and you might be wonderfully lauded, or, you know, we might have been, you know, raised to the ground as a species in 2050, and there's nothing. You appear, and it's a desolate wasteland. You never know. That's the thing. Like, if you go back in time, we know an awful lot of it. Yeah, you could go back to, you know, like, an Arthurian time in England and actually find out you know, how much of the King Arthur story is real or is part of the oral tradition of telling a story and it got broken up into a whole pile of weirdness. But we know an awful lot of our own past. We have big gaps, I freely admit, but we do know a lot of it. You kind of know what you're going to be going into. The future is this crazy, wonderful unknown. I would much rather go and be like, all right, shot in the dark, let's see what the future's like, than be like, cool, I'm going to go back and watch Shakespeare. Not that I would. I fucking hate Shakespeare. If I'm Shakespeare. doing it purely for like to you know explore and do things, I'd go forward. If I was going the supervillain route, I'd be going backwards because at that point, I'd just go to key points in history to play with it. It's like you know what? I don't care. I'll go back and see what happens if I you know mess with this. You're the guy in the grassy knoll, aren't you? Route. See, I'd probably yeah. yeah I'll, I I'd go back. I'd probably do it just you know to just set up my own future. Uh, so I'd probably. Even a day, I'd go back a day, just so you've got the last twenty-four hours of betting. Okay, there's a here's here's the the question then. If you can basically, we'll do it in say twenty-year lots, right? Either you can go back in time twenty years to your younger form, or you can jump twenty years ahead. What would you take? I'd probably go back twenty years. Look, see, the going back in like this is the thing, your making the assumption you can make a change that will will alter your life um going back in time cool that would put me what uh 20 years would be 14 um there's really not a lot I even with the knowledge I have now there's really not a lot I can actually do it's still gonna need a bunch of wait sit and wait time I'll get myself um, medicated 
Yeah. Well, it's also <laughs> one of those things where everyone always thinks, like, I'll go back in time to the Middle Ages and I'll be a god. Like, yeah, but um, you wouldn't be because mm. most people don't understand how things work in this world, like, currently. So it'd be like, oh, we go back in time. It's like, cool. What's it like in the future? Oh, we have these, like, things we plug into a wall and it gives us power. Like, cool. How do you get the power? Like, no, um, there was this... Um, I don't know. There's actually a movie. Uh, oh, Martin Lawrence was in it. Um, oh, I've got to remember what it was called now. Hold on. Uh, it, it's quite... Black Knight, it's called. It's back in 2001. and Oh, God, that one. Yeah, that it's movie. like where he's working at this play castle, like this amusement park, and then he falls into the water because he sees this ancient ruin, and it takes him back all the way to medieval times. So he's, like, walking around in this NFL jersey uh, around all these kings and queens acting like he's top shit, but in the end, you know, they just think you're crazy, so you become the court jester. There were a bunch of those movies that popped up for a while. It was like that... There was one which was like, you know, some kid... The kid from uh, Karate Kid falls back in time uh, through, like, some weird baseball magic. It's It was the, the 90s, it was Wayne. But falls back through time there, and he's like, oh, I, he events the bicycle hundreds of years ahead of time, and it's like weird stuff like that. It's very odd. Let's face it, the that, best one of a modern dude going back in time is Evil Dead 3. Yes that would work I mean if you could take a few things back with you take a shotgun and a couple of shells back you could probably set yourself up with a small hamlet before the the king comes for you but it's just yeah so I guess before back in time will just end in me being dead very quickly so before we take off uh, something for our listeners guys a big thing for you guys to actually try out this week is upload I would recommend it 100% give it a watch it's good oh yeah agreed um, and uh, oh, apart- before we wrap yeah. it up, I feel like we would be remiss to not point out that the Obi Wan trailer is out. Yes, Ooh, I haven't watched that yet. That's a thing to watch. New Jurassic World trailer, Obi Wan Kenobi trailer, um, combined over forty million views in over twenty four hours. Uh, I'm going to be disappointed if with the Obi Wan uh, trailer doesn't at least have him saying hello there to at least well, one person. It I doesn't. I can tell you that. The big thing ah. that we see in this one, though, is the bringing in the Inquisitors. Oh, that's right. No, I saw the uh, the memes for that. Everyone's a bit unhappy with the way the Inquisitor looks. Yeah, t- the Grand Inquisitor doesn't look like he has a giant elongated cartoon head. He's got a head that looks like yeah. a person. But they just don't yeah. They don't give away much in this trailer, Swish, so it's, it's quite good and it leaves you actually wanting more, whereas some of the other movies, they're like, oh, here's a four-minute trailer where it shows you pretty much the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting sick of those trailers where it's like, oh, here's all the plots. Like, but Obi Wan, Obi Wan made me mad in the opposite direction, where it's like, you've told me nothing. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> they they are slightly as infuriating, but at the same time, it's like, mm, actually, on that, do you remember Cloverfield when that first? Ah, uh, yeah, the video camera and the big gorilla type, uh, like Godzilla type monster in the city. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. Um, like that was one of the few times where they were really really secretive about that movie and everything coming from it that was marketing done very well I think yeah it was super like to the chest there were no leaks there was nothing coming it's like well done I'm actually keen to see this just to figure out what the hell is going on random end of stream tangent if you like those video camera type movies I would watch uh, Quarantine I have so many of those movies. And Wreck. I think it's called Wreck, R-E-C, and then Wreck 2. It's just about people, uh, like, um, SWAT cameras while they run into quarantine-infested buildings and zombies and stuff. It's quite cool. Send me that one so I can find it. But that and there was... um, There was a... I have to find... It was like a weird horror-esque one where these guys are trying to find Bigfoot and it was like a shaky cam one that was really well done. I quite like that. I remember that one. Fuck. Um... Damn, that's it's somewhere. I, I gave it to you a long time ago, I think. But yeah. All right. Well, oh, well see people will have to wait till next week to find out what that is. Yes. Yeah. All right. All good right. night, guys. Later, people. Bye.